RTHK, the news at 11 with Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. From tomorrow, people won't need to use the Leave Home Safe app to enter places like restaurants. Amber Code restrictions are being lifted for incoming travellers. And the chief executive vows to make Google put the SAR's correct national anthem at the top of search results. The Health Secretary, Lo Chung Mao, says from tomorrow, people will no longer need to use the Leave Home Safe app to enter premises like restaurants, but they will still need to show their COVID vaccination records to staff. Professor Lowe says the move is backed by science, as the vaccination rate among the elderly and children is still too low. Even though our overall vaccination rate in the population is quite high, unfortunately, we still have quite a high proportion of the high-risk group, which means our elderly and the young kids who are still not vaccinated. Now, the whole purpose of the vaccine pass is twofold. First of all, to encourage these, especially the high-risk group, to go for vaccination. The second thing is to protect the high-risk group from entering premises which would expose them to a high risk of getting infected. Earlier, the chief executive, John Lee, announced that amber code restrictions on incoming travellers would be completely lifted from tomorrow, meaning arrivals can enter restaurants and bars immediately. However, incoming travellers will still be required to take a PCR test at the airport, do a second one two days later, and perform a rapid antigen test every day for five days. A restaurant group that owns more than two dozen restaurants in Hong Kong says the latest easing will have a positive impact on consumer sentiment. But the CEO of Pirata Group, Steen Pugard, said the vaccination pass will remain a barrier for the catering sector. He added that he expects business for his group to be relatively soft next month, despite the lifting of restrictions. We are very lucky that our, our books and our reservations during the festive season are, are pretty much full. So, so we're very grateful for that loyalty that our guests have shown us. I do see right now that a lot of Hong Kongers are finally able to travel. So the number of, of people leaving Hong Kong is not balanced by new people coming into Hong Kong for the time being. And I think that effect will last us through probably the first or second week of January. And then we have Chinese New Year coming up in the second half of January. So I expect January to be relatively soft across the market just because people are either traveling or setting their sights on Chinese New Year, which traditionally is a time to spend with family rather than dining out in our restaurants. The executive director of the Travel Industry Council, Fanny Young, says while the scrapping of the Amber Code is welcome, business is unlikely to go back to pre-pandemic levels unless there's full resumption of travel with the mainland. Definitely this is a good news to the travel industry because after we get rid of the Amber Code, that means we no need to arrange a special dining venue for inbound visitors during the first three days. I would say in a way, even though Hong Kong lifts all the other COVID restriction measures, but without the opening of the boundaries with mainland, it is still far away from our pre-pandemic situation. So definitely it is nothing to compare with other places. Chief Executive John Lee says officials will again contact Google after the internet company refused to make sure the correct national anthem for the SAR appears as the top result on its search engine. This comes a day after the security secretary said authorities would use whatever means possible to correct the search results. Mr Lee says Google could change the sequence of search results technically and even delete illegal information. He says companies have the responsibility to respect national anthems. Any responsible organisation should act in such a way to ensure that the national anthem is played correctly to respect, first of all, each country's national anthem to respect each country's law 
and also to respect the people of that country. And I think that is a universal principle. Definitely, we will send our letters to Google again to pursue this matter. To the extended weather forecast, it'll be cloudy to overcast and cold with a few rain patches. Temperatures in the region of 12 to 14 degrees in urban areas, a few degrees even lower in the new territories. Winds will be moderate to fresh northerlies, occasionally strong offshore at first. The outlook's still rather cool with a few rain patches in the following few days. Winds will strengthen from the north and it'll become quite cold over the weekend. Temperatures in urban areas will fall below 10 degrees on Sunday and Monday and a few degrees even lower, of course, in the new territories. But the weather will be fine and it'll be dry. Currently, the observatory, it's 13 degrees Celsius, the relative humidity now at 92%. And please be advised the cold weather warning is currently in force. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Turning overseas, a Greek vice president of the European Parliament, accused of corruption and money laundering, has been stripped of her role after a vote. The vote was presided over by the president of the parliament, Roberta Metsola. You will vote on a proposal from the Conference of Presidents for the early termination of the office of our vice president of the European Parliament, Ms. Eva Kaili. vote is closed and the vote is carried. Eva Kaili denies taking bribes from Qatar in return for influence and for defending the government in Doha. Belgian police charged her and three other suspects after searching homes in Brussels and finding large amounts of cash. The European Parliament will later hold an emergency debate on the scandal. From Strasbourg, here's the BBC's Jessica Parker. They will want to show that they're getting their house in order, so there are these suggestions that they're going to try and reform the way things work, whether that's making meetings more transparent, for example. But I think there will be a lot of conversations about what the European Parliament might need now to do to try and restore some of its credibility, because after all, of course... These are publicly elected politicians, a publicly elected institution funded by EU taxpayers. Ukraine's health minister says hospitals have been warned to prepare for worst-case scenarios as Russian attacks on the energy infrastructure hit medical care. Viktor Lyashko told the BBC about emergency plans. First of all, we've warned them to prepare for the possibility of power outages, no heating. There could be no water supply and no functioning sewage system. We have developed different plans for these scenarios. We've already told hospitals to limit the number of patients admitted for planned treatment and surgery. Six people, including two police officers and a member of the public, have been killed in a shootout in the Australian state of Queensland after they approached a remote property to investigate reports of a missing person. The alleged offenders, two men and a woman, were later shot dead by police. Queensland's police commissioner is Katerina Carroll. Losing one of our own has a profound impact on every single officer in their families. To lose two officers in one incident is absolutely devastating. This event is the largest loss of police life we have suffered in a single incident in many years. A former Libyan intelligence officer has appeared in court in Washington to face charges of making the bomb that destroyed a passenger plane over Lockerbie in Scotland more than three decades ago. 
Abu Ajil Amasaud was not required to enter a plea and said only that he wouldn't speak until he'd seen a lawyer. This report from the BBC's Sarah Smith. Abu Ajil Amasaud is the only suspect ever to appear in a US court in connection with the Lockerbie bombing. Former US Attorney General William Barr, who announced the charges against Mr Masoud two years ago, told the BBC his arrest sent an important message. Anyone who conducted terrorism against the United States would eventually face justice, even if it took over 30 years. 190 of the 270 people killed in the Lockerbie bombing were Americans. The New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has apologised to an opposition politician after using an obscene word to describe him during a parliamentary debate. The Prime Minister made the comment quietly to a colleague after answering a question from the MP, but it was picked up by a microphone. She texted an apology, quoting her mum, who told her that if she didn't have anything nice to say, don't say it. Meanwhile, New Zealand has introduced its new smoking policy that will stop anyone now aged 14 and under from ever being able to buy cigarettes. It's a world first for this sort of legislation. Four in five smokers started smoking before 18, according to the government. The BBC's Stephanie Prentice has more details. This is a move to outlaw smoking, but in an incremental manner. So how will it work? Anyone born on or after 2009 will never be able to buy tobacco products. So if you're 14 years old there and you get the legal age to buy those products, which is 18, you can't. If you're 15, you get to 18, you can smoke the rest of your life. But 14 is the cutoff they've decided. And that means the younger generation, as they call it, have essentially been given a lifetime ban on ever buying cigarettes. They'll just never be able to legally do it. That means smoking will eventually, in a very literal sense, die out. However, what the government actually want is a smoke-free country by 2025 there. So along with this ban, there's other measures coming in that will make smoking harder. Those include tobacco products will have less nicotine in them. That's obviously the addictive component. And they'll also move tobacco products into speciality stores. So you won't be able to go to a corner shop or a supermarket and get hold of a tobacco product. That means only 60 places nationwide will be selling them at all. Now, the big thing ministers have been discussing is a shift in the narrative from stopping people smoking to young people never starting. The founder of the collapsed cryptocurrency exchange, FTX, has been arrested in the Bahamas and faces the prospect of extradition to the United States. The detention of Sam Bankman-Fried comes after U.S. prosecutors filed criminal charges against him. Investors are thought to have lost billions of U.S. dollars in FTX. The BBC's David Willis has more on the charges. This is a sealed indictment from prosecutors in New York, the details of which have not been made publicly available. But I can tell you that the New York Times is reporting that the charges against him include wire fraud, wire fraud conspiracy, securities fraud conspiracy and money laundering. Meanwhile, Mr Bankman-Fried is in custody in the Bahamas and... Officials there say they are pursuing their own investigation into his activities in cooperation with U.S. officials. The world's only non-nuplets, nine babies born at the same time, have returned safely to their home country, Mali. They were born in Morocco in May last year and had been living in the city of Casablanca receiving medical support. The five girls and four boys were conceived using fertility treatment and broke the Guinness World Record for the most children delivered in a single birth to survive. The BBC's Will Ross has this report. 
When Halima Cisse left her home in Timbuktu for Morocco in March last year, she thought she was pregnant with seven babies. But during the C-section birth, the doctors were surprised to find they were delivering non-euplets. The five girls and four boys were premature, but received great medical care and somewhat miraculously all survived. Now Halima Cisse and her husband Abdul Qadir Abi have finally been able to fly home with all their children in good health. For any parents struggling with a toddler tantrum, spare a thought for Halima and Abdul Qadir. Meal times for nine could get noisy and possibly a bit messy. Meanwhile, a hundred thousand babies in the UK are to have their DNA fully sequenced in a research project believed to be the biggest of its kind in the world. It aims to speed up the diagnosis of a large number of childhood conditions, including cystic fibrosis. Newborn infants in the UK are currently tested for nine disorders. The Grammy Award-winning American composer Angelo Badalamenti has died at the age of 85. He was best known for his evocative soundtrack to the popular TV series Twin Peaks in the 1990s, one of many collaborations with director David Lynch. Badalamenti also wrote ethereal, haunting music for Lynch's unsettling mystery thrillers Blue Velvet and Mulholland Drive. The composer once said the director told him to let his music float like the tides of the ocean, timeless and endless. To sports, where the first of the semi-finals at the World Cup kicks off in Qatar in just under four hours' time. Argentina versus Croatia pits two iconic number 10s, Lionel Messi and Luka Modric, against each other. Both are Ballon d'Or winners and they are also the team captains. But former Croatia coach Igor Stimac believes his country holds the advantage in the important midfield area of the pitch because of Modric. One of the best in the world. Well-balanced, composed, technically perfect, with a great resilience, endurance, with fantastic brain and mental strength. What else you can look for? However, the former Argentina midfielder Jonas Gutierrez feels his country can raise their game when it matters. The team is like finding the way, you know. Maybe it's not the best football that we want to play or we've been playing before. But in this type of competition, you have to find a way you know, to be in the best moment. And that's the team is doing really well. Meanwhile, the Moroccan Football Federation says it's giving fans 13,000 free tickets for the country's World Cup semi-final against France tomorrow. The nation's national airline, Royal Air Maroc, is putting on 30 flights to Qatar at reduced rates. Huge excitement is building in the country after a series of victories against highly rated European sides, which led to celebrations across North Africa and the Middle East. And a reminder of our top stories tonight from tomorrow, people won't need to use the Leave Home Safe app to enter places like restaurants. Amber code restrictions are being lifted for incoming travellers and the chief executive vows to make Google put the SAR's correct national anthem at the top of search results. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time And to one and all a very good evening Thanks ever so much for tuning our way Twilight time is 45 minutes of music just to chill out and relax to 
music from a bygone era. And if you'd like to choose a song, it's dead easy. Just email radiopete at gmail. But the first one for you tonight from Henry Hall and his orchestra. Together at last at twilight If you go down in the woods today, you're sure of a big surprise. If you go down in the woods today, you'd better go in disguise. For every bear that ever there was will gather there for certain because today's the day the teddy bears have their picnic. treat today. There's lots of marvelous things to eat and wonderful games to play. Beneath the trees where nobody sees, they'll hide and seek as long as they please. That's the way the teddy bears have their picnic. Picnic time for teddy bears. The little teddy bears are having a lovely time today. Watch them catch them unawares and see them picnic on the holiday. See them gaily get about. They love to play and shout. They never have any cares. At six o'clock their mummies and daddies will take them home to bed cause they're tired little teddy bears. If you go down in the woods today, you'd better not go alone. It's lovely down in the woods today, but safer to stay at home. For every bear that ever there was, we'll gather there for certain, because today's the day the teddy bears have their picnic. I want to 